We finally made it to the last week of the NFL season. It's Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. And welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast brought to you by USA Today Sports. I'm Safa Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We're your NFL insiders with USA Today. Tyler, it's a big week in Las Vegas, as you know. Uh, kind of crazy to think about the Super Bowl being in Sin City with all of that that it entails from all the years of, you know, staying away from Vegas and staying away from sports betting. Look at how where we are now as a society. Uh, more than $2 million, $2 billion, excuse me, with a B, more than $2 billion worth of bets are probably going to be uh, exchanged hands, uh, you know, surrounding this game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Tyler, how excited are you for this matchup in Vegas, man? I'm excited. These are uh, obviously the two best teams, but it's a Super Bowl rematch, a Super Bowl that we both attended to in uh, Miami a few years ago. And to me, on paper, the 49ers have the best overall team but the Chiefs have the best overall player at the most impactful position. So that's kind of where it kind of draws even right there. So it should be an exciting matchup in Las Vegas. I'm looking forward to it. And I also can't believe this is the last week of the NFL season. Yeah, right. As we've come so far and you're right, these are the two best teams when you really look at it. Uh, You know, you can look at how the San Francisco 49ers, you know, performed all season. They were really one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, you know, they had a three-game skid, and 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 then you kind of look at how they played in the playoffs, and it feels like they felt kind of weak in these playoff wins, mm-hmm. um, but still they here in, in the Super Bowl. And then you look at the Chiefs, who started the year strong, had a real big lull where we were really doubting if they were going to even make it uh, to this point. Um, we always lambasted about how they were at receiver. And sure enough, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, these guys are still here, um, you know, in the Super Bowl again, fourth time in the last five years, I believe, um, with a chance to win number three. When you, when you look at both these franchises, remember they, they met in the Super Bowl, like you mentioned, in Miami right before COVID. So that was February 2020, 2020 excuse me. And, um, you know, since then, the Chiefs have, like I said, this is their fourth Super Bowl. They uh, lost to the Bucks, beat the 49ers first, lost to the Bucks, and beat the um, – who did they beat last year? I completely forgot already. The, the Chiefs? Yeah. They beat the Eagles. And they beat the Eagles last year. Oh. <laughs> the Eagles are already in Brazil. You know, they're going to open the game in Brazil yeah. next year. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking about. Don't know? worry, Sav. You're on vacation, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the Chiefs have, have been back into this, uh, you know, back in this game. And then when you look at the 49ers, when they made it in Miami, uh, even after that, even though they lost to the Eagles and they lost to the Rams the year before that in the NFC title game, you know, they were still making it to the NFC championship. Um, so when you look at it, you know, the Raven, the, you know, the, uh, the Rams have gone through a huge rebuild. The Eagles had a down year last year, but the 49ers have kind of just stayed afloat through all these years, and they broke through to the Super Bowl again, Tyler. So when you say that this is the two best teams, I really do agree with that. I I think when you look at the NFL and that scope, these are the two best franchises at the moment. Yeah, and it's uh, the two most consistent franchises, you can say. The 49ers, it seems like they're in the NFC Championship game pretty much every year, and obviously the Chiefs have 
been to the Super Bowl, what, four out of the last six years or something absurd like that. And just the model of consistency has paid off for these two franchises. Well, not as much as the 49ers because they haven't uh, won a Super Bowl since the mid-90s. But the Chiefs, they, they have a chance to do something really special and really insert their claim at a dynasty. Dynasty is the right word, Tyler. Dynasty is the right word. And if they win number three here on Sunday, you can put it, uh, you can say it's the Chiefs dynasty. Even some were saying it last year because of the fact that they went to three Super Bowls already. But winning means you're a dynasty more than kind of showing up at the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Chiefs Chiefs are showing up by any means. Uh, They belong here. They've continued to prove that they're the best team in the AFC because they have the best player. And, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes continues to be far and away the most um, you know, talented quarterback uh, of our time now, and you know, probably is the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. And now, you know, this is the prime of his career here in Kansas City. But um, you know, the gap between Mahomes and the next best quarterback has been significantly large. This year was Lamar Jackson. You know, last year felt like it was Joe Burrow. Um, you know, and Josh Allen, all those other guys as well too. But uh, for Mahomes to win number three this year. You inch a little bit closer to Brady, who has seven. Um, and, and for me, that's probably the only motivation that Mahomes has at this point, right? You got to chase the GOAT. And the GOAT is the only one that beats you in your only road playoff game, and your, excuse me, in your only uh, Super Bowl that you lost, um, you know, and, and and even prevented you from getting to the Super Bowl earlier than you were supposed to because he won his sixth title as well, too. So when you look at Brady versus Mahomes, I think this is – we're going on that track, Tyler. Ty, uh, you know, Mahomes has to win as many as he can to get as close to Brady as he can. So has Mahomes – this is a question, a good question. Has Mahomes reached the LeBron level for you where LeBron is chasing the GOAT of, and the ghost of Jordan? Is Mahomes now reached a level where it's not about – the Joe Burrows or the Josh Allens or the Tua's or the Herberts or Lamar Jackson, whoever in the NFL, he's chasing the goat and the ghost of Tom Brady. Yes. Yes. I would say so. And I think we all see that. I mean, all these other guys that you mentioned, thank you for mentioning Tua in that conversation as well for me. But, um, you know, I, I think that is what it's, that's what it's about right now. All these guys are chasing Mahomes, right? You, you mentioned all of them. All these guys are looking up to 15 in the white and red, and um, they're far far behind, right? It's not like, you know, Joe Burrow has a ring because he let Cincinnati win. Like, the Rams won that one, and you kind of give it to, you know, you're not even adding Matt Stafford in the conversation, you know, to it. You know what I mean? He's a quarterback who who has had a long career, has success. Um, is he a top 10, top 15 quarterback? Of course, yes, but – He's not, you know, in the Mahomes-Brady conversation that we're having now, right? right. All these guys are kind of just in the conversation um, because they're Mahomes' peer at the moment. Um, so I think we are judging Mahomes as much as we are Brady, and he's kind of dealing with this because of the fact of who the GOAT is, right? LeBron has dealt with that. Kobe dealt with that. Um, you know, so many others uh, dealt with that because of the fact that Michael Jordan won six, right? And it doesn't seem like anybody's going to get close to Brady seven, when you speak about the NFL, I feel bad for all the guys you mentioned, man, Lamar Jackson, Tua, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, especially because he's taken else to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs <laughs> the last three years. But 
Tyler, when you think about it, all these guys are like they're like the next Barkley, the next Carl Malone, the next <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Josh Allen is Carl Malone for sure. The Shaq, you know what I mean? Like they're the they're the next guys like that where uh you're not getting a championship after that, you know? So I feel bad for those guys. So okay. So my next question is does Patrick Mahomes have to get seven Super Bowls to be the GOAT or eclipse seven to be the GOAT in your opinion? I don't think so. I mean, a lot of people have already kind of granted him that status, right? Um, if you put Mahomes and Brady together on the field one-on-one, I mean, it's obviously not a situation that would happen, but um, I think you would say Mahomes is the better quarterback. I think Tom Brady would probably say Mahomes is the better quarterback. Um, but for us and to see the longevity of things and, and see names and record books and numbers of rings and Super Bowls next to names, Mahomes has to get pretty close, man. I mean, this is a legacy you're chasing. Um, and it's not even just chasing seven. You got to get to a point where you can win eight, you know, and we're saying this right before he can win his third. So uh, as much as as this is dealing with legacy and things like that, I think what's the biggest thing here, Tyler, is that we, you know, Patrick Mahomes can't lose a second one, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't think he can lose the second one. I, I think he has to go ahead and win this third one um, to further his status as the best quarterback in our game right now. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has to get seven or anywhere close. If he gets four, I'll, I'll be ready to say that he's the best quarterback of all time. I'm almost ready to say he's the best quarterback of all time right now i know he is the most skilled quarterback i've ever seen and i believe brady is the most accomplished quarterback ever so i think it's a totally different debate but i think i said last week if i were to draft any quarterback number one overall in the history of the nfl i would choose patrick mahomes number one i'm not necessarily sure i would choose brady number two but he's in the discussion between brady and montana that's who I'll probably go with number two if I had the second pick. But, yeah, when you're thinking about Mahomes, I mean, he's elevated himself at a different level than anybody else in the NFL as far as the quarterback position right now. I think, you know, he's at the top of the mountain, maybe at the base of the mountain. You have players like a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, you know, a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, but – it's Patrick Mahomes and then a gap with every other quarterback in the NFL. And that's just a credit to him. And if he wins his third Super Bowl, I mean, you're talking about no other peer has one and he has three. <laughs> and right now, so, I mean, he, he's even going to further his distance. So it, it, he has a chance to really set himself apart in this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, to set yourself apart. Uh, part is 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 really mind blowing when you kind of said it like that, right? Um, and it's different because even during the season, I mean, this guy has two rings. We think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to blow them out, right? Mm-hmm. We think Josh Allen and the Bills are going to have their number this year. <laughs> we think all these things, um, and next year we're going to think Justin Herbert and John Ar- uh, Jim Harbaugh have what it takes to take care of them, you know, in the playoffs and the, and in the division next year. Um, that wasn't a blow to you, Tyler. That was just real, just nice talk yeah, conversation uh-huh. there. You know? uh-huh. But um, Don't you know, worry. this is Jim just... going to have things going in LA. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. He looks he looks good already with his uh, his navy slacks on. 
I think he retired the khaki <laughs> pants in Michigan. That was a good idea for him. I'm kind of concerned about the Greg Roman hire, but we'll, we'll I digress. Yes, that's a podcast for another day for sure, Tyler. Uh, when I look at the Super Bowl, though, Tyler, as, as Super Bowl week has kind of started in Las Vegas, um, obviously being in Las Vegas is the biggest distraction in the NFL, right? It's the the, the city with the most stimuli, right? You can't go anywhere without having some bright lights in your face. And then you have all these hotels, all these nightclubs, um, you know, all these other people coming to the town. You have your family trying to get, uh, you know, a, a taste of the city and, and trying to be there with the experience. All these things kind of going on media night, the first night there. And then you got to play this game on Sunday. But, man, both sides are dealing with an extreme amount of distractions, Tyler. Um, more than I've kind of even remembered any kind of Super Bowl ever having. Um, you know, first, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes and, um, you know, whether the fact that his father's DUI, uh, DWI, excuse me, in Texas right before the guys landed in Las Vegas this week. Um, how much of a distraction that do you think is for Mahomes and his family? Um, I, I would venture to say not much. I've, you know, Patrick Mahomes did say, you know, hey, it's a family thing. We don't want to talk about it. Um, you know, keep it in the family kind of situation. But, you know, is his dad going to be at the Super Bowl? Is his brother going to be at the Super Bowl who has his own issues off the field? Who's uh, not even on the field, excuse me, but it has his own issues um, legally. Um, you know, do you think this is a distraction for Mahomes? Do you think this is kind of something that he's kind of used to uh, with his father and his brother and their past together? Well, I have to say that Patrick Mahomes Sr. needs some help because, number one, his situational awareness is just beyond me. Your son is playing in the Super Bowl, and you get a DUI within days of one of the biggest games of his life. You obviously have the money where you could afford a driver to drive you wherever you are going to and going home from. Because you first of all, you play professional baseball, and then your son's Patrick Mahomes signed up a contract over five hundred million dollars in worth. So you can get a driver, drink all you want. And this is he's gotten multiple DUIs. So for Patrick Mahomes senior's sake, I hope he seeks some help that he needs so he can get his demons resolved. But is it a distraction? I don't believe so. This has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes, a football player on the field. Um, unfortunately, he's been in this situation before because his dad's gotten a DUI before. And I think the biggest distraction was he was asked uh, a couple questions regarding his dad's DUI arrest at Super Bowl media night. But he said the situation is going to be resolved. Hopefully it is. But overall, I do believe that it won't be a distraction because Patrick Mahomes has been to the Super Bowl before. He's been successful in the Super Bowl before. He's a veteran quarterback at this point, which seems crazy that we're calling Patrick Mahomes a veteran quarterback. But I, to, to answer your question, I just really don't think so. I think the bigger issue is Patrick Mahomes Sr. and his situational awareness and understanding that he needs to be a better person and human being and get his alcohol under control. Well, I, I agree with you there, Tyler. And I, on all those points about, uh, you know, his dad, you know, needing to, you know, figure out some things on his own for his own betterment, but also, uh, you know, for Patrick Mahomes on the field too, I think this is kind of 
you mentioned this is multiple situations that he's been in for so he kind of knows what's going on and i would say if it was mahomes first super bowl maybe the second one against brady i'd be like okay this is a distraction sure but uh mahomes has kind of been here at this point and he knows it's one more game left and you know he's playing in it not in his dad uh and it's not really much he needs to handle outside of you know, throwing it to a lawyer and letting them deal with it kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree with you on that point. Uh, let's talk about Kadarius Tony, the uh, Chiefs wide receiver. A lot of people will forget this. A lot of people will forget this. Kadarius Tony had two of the biggest games in this, uh, two, two of the biggest plays in the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles with the punt return. Um, and then, you know, the five, five yard touchdown that he caught. Um, they didn't, win, they don't beat the Bengals. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have ring number two without Kadarius Tony. Um, but now, you know, Tony had to explain, you know, a little bit of a rant that he had on Instagram live last week. Um, I guess essentially he was trying to troll Giants fans because Giants fans, he used to play there, was their first round pick. He loves to troll them, they love to troll him. Um, but more important, I think the gist of Tony kind of going on IG Live was saying that he's not injured um, when he did have an injury before the AFC Championship game. Um, he also welcomed, uh, I believe, a baby girl uh, during the AFC Championship game weekend. So a lot of things going on for him there. Uh, but Tyler, how much of a distraction would you say this whole Kadarius Tony situation kind of is for the Chiefs going into this game? Because um, I, I feel like they might have... I feel like there might be a little, a, a couple plays for Tony again, like there was last year, and um, I just don't know how much they can count on him going into it this year after everything that's happened in the past season. You can't count on him. Um, in, anything that he gets as far as yards, catches, punt return yard, kick return yards, is that added lining bonus. up properly? Lining yeah. up properly. In, in, anything you get from him is an added bonus. It, uh, one snap is a bonus. I, I believe he's just working himself out of Kansas City. This is going to be his last game in the Chiefs uniform, in my opinion. I mean, you're talking about a player who thinks he's a number one caliber receiver, but he's struggled with drops since the very first game of the season against the Detroit Lions on that week one. Then struggle with execution, not lining up properly, as we just joked. And then, I mean, how, he had under 30 catches all season in 13 games, just one touchdown catch. I mean, he – I'm a firm believer if you're going to talk, at least back it up. He has not backed it up. He's still living off of the couple good plays he made in last year's Super Bowl. Okay, great. You got a ring for that. You helped the Chiefs get a Super Bowl. But what have you done for me lately? And you have done absolutely not. Soppy, he has one more touchdown than me and you this season. <laughs> I would still – he's still got one more ring than us too, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, that, that's last year. <laughs> so, yeah. and he has well, way, way more drops than you and I combined this year too. So, there's that as well. <laughs> there's that as well. Um, I don't know. I think there's a package for him in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if he did end up being like a superhero and all this. Uh, he got his all act together. He got a couple of plays and, and won a ring again. Um, I would also, uh, I could agree with you on the fact that it could be his last game in a Chiefs uniform. And I could also say that, man, the Chiefs don't got nothing else at receiver. So he might have to stay again next year. <laughs> uh, that's an issue for another day there too. But 
Uh, you see, guys, distractions. Distractions are adding up for the Chiefs here. Uh, let's talk one more about the Chiefs here. And um, Andy Reid asked about, you know, how much longer does he want to play? Um, you know, and he kind of said in Las Vegas this week, you know, they said, you know, he spoke to his parents and he said, you'll know when it's time and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. Right. But he also did say today's not the day. Uh, Andy Reid's about 66, 65, I believe. Um, and has been coaching a football for about 25 years. Um, you know, obviously with the, with the, with the Eagles in his first stint as an NFL coach now with Kansas city, where he's had a ton of, uh, more success. He's even on plenty of commercials here too, but, uh, do you think asking Andy Reid how much longer he's going to coach is a distraction for the Chiefs, Tyler? Uh, I don't think it's a distraction because he's been asked this question at multiple times this year. And then now that, you know, we've seen Bill Belichick not get a job, Pete Carroll uh, parting ways in Seattle, and Andy Reid is a long tenured head coach, what, he's 65, going to be 66 next year. So it's not a distraction because he's – kind of indicated that he's going to coach next season and beyond. He hasn't flat out said that, but based on the things that he has said in his responses, it leads me to believe that he's still going to be the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, 65 is not that old to be an NFL head coach. We've seen, obviously, coaches coach into their early 70s, sometimes even into their mid-70s. So Andy Reid, as long as he continues to feel good, be in good health, uh, you know, Lord willing, and have a good coaching staff around him to delegate some of the responsibilities, I think he'll be fine. And he has the best quarterback in the NFL's office, so that gives you a longer shelf life, too. I mean, it definitely gives him a lot. He's in the best situation <laughs> of any coach of, you know, in, in – who knows, maybe football history, right, because of this quarterback situation. Um, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm locked up, you know, just as you know, Patrick Mahomes is locked up with a 10-year deal as well, too. One of those guys is going to have to decide they don't want to play with and, and and be coached by the other, you know, anymore for this to end, right? And we definitely hope it doesn't end up like some, you know, Brady-Belichick drama. At least they had six at that point, right? Like, Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid got to get to six before somebody moves on, in my opinion. But um, I, I agree. I don't think this is a distraction for Andy Reid. I just posed the question to you so we can continue podcasting. Um, <laughs> but he has been asked about this uh, plenty of times in his past. And um, I don't think this is a distraction at all for uh, for the Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about some 49ers distraction, though. Hold on, Tyler. Hold on. I have the biggest distraction of them all. Um, and with the Chiefs, and I know you don't like talking about it because you're one of those guys that don't like seeing Taylor Swift on the NFL games every week. But Taylor Swift, she's got a concert in in Tokyo, Japan, on Saturday night, and has to find her way to Las Vegas for this game. Uh, Tyler, it feels like Travis uh, Travis Kelsey's handled this really, really well, man. Um, and I guess seeing their interaction. After the AFC title game where they're hugging, they're talking, we get to hear what they kind of say to each other. I think the words I love you came out. Um, so I'm happy for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I'm not as upset anymore as the oversaturation uh, that we've seen of Taylor Swift over the season. Um, I mean, this has been going on since, what, October, right? At least a couple months now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Taylor Swift is a distraction for the Chiefs because this they've done this for a couple weeks now. I think they've sh- they've shown they've been able to handle all of this, Tyler. But do you think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, do you think their relationship has any um, you know, kind of bearing on this game? You think it could be a distraction going into uh Sunday? Safet, you asked this question to straight get on my nerves. I know you did. I hate <laughs> this question. I hate this whole drama with their relationship. I do not care at all. So to answer your question, it is not a distraction, Safet. <laughs> you don't even want to expound on it even more. It's huh? his personal life and his <laughs> girlfriend, whoop-de-doo, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> it is Taylor Swift's. I have I have no care in the world who Travis Kelsey dates if she's a music superstar or if she's a, a a grocery bagger at Walmart. It does not matter to me. All right, <laughs> you heard it there from Tyler. Now let's get to the 49ers side of things, and I feel like these distractions a little bit might 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 uh might hit a little different, as they say. Right? Uh, let's go over with the most you know. The easiest thing, the easiest distraction, uh, Javarius Ward, who plays for the 49ers. He was a former Chiefs cornerback. Now he's the 49ers cornerback. Before even leaving San Francisco for Las Vegas, he said it during a press conference, quote, well, the Super Bowl is in Vegas. So it might turn up a bit the first day or two out there. But really, after that, just lock in and focus. Tyler, can you believe a player in the NFL said, hey, I'm going to go turn up in Vegas before the Super Bowl uh, and actually said it out loud? Do you, do you believe that? Do you think the 49ers or some of these players on both sides are going out and hanging out in Vegas before this game, man? I mean, I would. Maybe Dre's nightclub, maybe uh, <laughs> XS or something, Hakkasan, Omni. No, I'm just joking. They're not going out like that. Now, maybe they're friends, family, they're enjoying what all Vegas has to offer, and it has a lot to offer, especially on the strip. But the players, they're staying, what, 40 uh, minutes outside of the strip. They have curfew. They actually, uh, people check to see if they're, you know, within compliance of curfew. So they don't want a type of situation where in past Super Bowls, ex-player, I'm sure we name nameless has broken curfew, not played in a game or sent home. So they don't want to have now those are distractions off it. So I don't believe players in to go out. And especially let's not act like these NFL players have not been to Las Vegas before the 49ers are what a 45 minute plane ride to Vegas. They can go to Vegas in the off season all they want. Yeah. The chiefs, they can go to Vegas all they want to. And whoever wins the super bowl, I mean, They'll have a Sunday night party in Vegas that will be epic anywhere they want. So that should be the incentive. It should definitely be the incentive, Tyler. I mean, you're just going to be in Las Vegas. You might as well stay there a couple of days, you know, or stay stay a little bit after. If you can. Right. Um, that should be it, Tyler. Uh, but let's talk about more of the 49ers distractions. And it started, I believe, on Monday, according to reports, which Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, essentially had to comment on uh, the field conditions at UNLV where the 49ers are practicing is a bit of a problem. So essentially what UNLV has is artificial service on their practice fields. Um, And what the NFL decided was we're going to put a layer of grass on top of this. I believe there's no layer of anything in between both of this. So 
the field uh, as it is with the new grass feels a little soft. Um, doesn't feel like natural grass or anything that the 49ers are used to. And uh, this is a complaint that the 49ers kind of had when they got to Las Vegas. Um, some people on the team got there a couple of days before the team did to check things out, scope it out. Um, so it's a problem. Roger Goodell had to answer for it. It feels like the 49ers are getting the short end of the stick here because where are the Chiefs practicing? In the Raiders facility, which has not just an indoor facility, but two more practice fields with natural grass. Whereas UNLV is a older, uh, you know, established program, um, but an older facility uh, with just two fields, no indoor, indoor practice facility, I believe. Uh, Tyler, how much is this a distraction for the 49ers? Can they get a good practice in before the game? So, yeah, the 49ers are definitely getting the short end of the stick. And in my opinion, I feel as though, like, if, if the Super Bowl is in a city where there is one NFL franchise, then both teams should be able to practice at that NFL facility. And then they could conduct their meetings at whichever hotel that they're at. Now, in the case of this in New York or L.A., then one team can practice at each of the team's practice facilities because those two cities have two teams. But when it comes to the 49ers, it's not like UNLV is like this top Division One football program, like it's, you know, uh, Alabama or LSU, USC, where their facilities are state-of-the-art. They've got all this, you know, weight room, meeting rooms, everything, like it's Ohio State, like – this is a team that was in the whack at Mountain West. So their facilities are on whack at Mountain West echelon level. So they are certainly given the short end of the stick, especially when their opponents are practicing in the brand new shiny facility of the Las Vegas Raiders, which is one of the nicest facilities we've in the NFL. It's yeah, because brand, brand new. Spanking, yes, brand spanking <laughs> new. It's silver and black. It's state of the art. <laughs> so I would be pissed off if I was the 49ers. And I would hope that they would use that as motivation because one, they even have the better seed. They would finish with the better record. So, in my opinion, they should have the first uh, pick about where they get to practice. But like not when you're going up against the defending champions. Not when you're going up against them. Uh, does it feel like the 49ers getting short in their stick? I would agree it does. Um, there is an update to the story on Thursday. Uh, the 49ers are set to have a very, um, you know, a real strong practice day um, in the week. They will be splitting the Raiders facility. Um, but even at that is a little bit of a headache, too. Logistically, you got to switch up the times you practice, um, you know, the schedule for the week. Um, these things are really regimented. A lot of people don't know, Tyler. Uh, you know, these schedules are really, really regimented. You're asking the players and the coaches to do a little bit more, you know, um, activities like like a, a huge media night before the week and, you know, some kind of experience um, appearances on top of the fact that they have a, a game and meetings and a regular game week that they have to go through, which they usually do in the comfort of their own facility. But this whole entire week they're spending in Las Vegas. Um, so it's just a little bit of an uncomfortable situation all around. So Thursday, they're going to be joining, not joining the Chiefs, but they're going to be going to the Raiders facility after the Chiefs are there um, to get a, a, a practice in. Uh, but Tyler, this this one distraction feels a little bit like it could 
uh, derail the uh, 49ers a little bit. Not not just the feel thing, but this next one here. Um, and this was Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan both acknowledging that there was some interest in Tom Brady. Uh, not just <laughs> in 2020 and 2021, 20, even before this season. All right. Uh, you know, obviously Brock Purdy hurt his elbow in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles last year, which hurt their possibility to get to the Super Bowl last year. Um, <clears throat> but when you look at it, and Brock Purdy had this elbow injury all, you know, you know, February, March, before the 2023-24 the season, uh, Kyle Shanahan said, quote-unquote, I was serious about it. Um, you know, as we talked, I'm looking at Brock. He's got his arm in his sling, and I'm not really sure I've got a quarterback who's going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, you know, and kind of started all that. And and I think essentially what Kyle Shanahan wanted to say was Brock Purdy is going to be our long term option. But hey, it'd be cool if we could have Tom Brady come in for a year and you could learn from him and we can see how we kind of go from there at that point. Tyler, if you're Brock Purdy, how do you feel about knowing that, hey, my team wanted to bring in Tom Brady to be the quarterback? That's a little bit of a distraction, but like I said before, I hope Brock Purdy's channels that into motivation because to me, if my team is looking at another quarterback, then I will want to prove to them over and over again that I am the man for the job. I'm the franchise quarterback. And Brock Purdy should know he was the last pick in the NFL draft. He should always play with a chip on his shoulder. So... <laughs> He should know that if he doesn't perform well or has a string of bad games, then he's replaceable. One, his contract is for NFL standards. He's not getting a lot. And so the 49ers can move on very quickly if he, you know, falls off a cliff NFL-wise, performance-wise. So he should use that as motivation. And then it's Tom Brady. It's not like they're trying to replace you with Joe Smoke. They're trying to replace you with the best arguably the best quarterback of all time who's won seven Super Bowl rings and the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since the 1994 season. So shouldn't be a distraction. Hopefully for Brock Purdy's sake along with the whole practice facilities sake, he uses that and channels it into motivation. Yeah, it's easy to channel some things into motivation but uh, I, 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 would, I would struggle with this a little bit and, and I think Brock Purdy acknowledged this. He kind of opened this up you're right. This is probably a conversation that Brock should have kept to himself so that Kyle Shanahan isn't answering about it this week during the Super Bowl. But um, would it be cool to have Tom Brady and you can learn from him? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. I imagine the Jets felt the same way with Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. Right. Um, but like you said, it is Tom Brady. When, when this was Tom Brady rumors back in 2021, closer to when he was playing and not, you know, a year or two out of football. You know, I said the same thing about Miami Dolphins to a tongue of Iloa. Dolphins should go and pursue Tom Brady and see what he wants to do. And, I mean, if it felt like they were in the running, um, you know, before he joined Tampa Bay. Um, you know, you kind of want to, I guess, test the waters with the best quarterback of all time, right? This is would be the same equivalent if Patrick Mahomes was available and you had an opportunity to go get him, right, Tyler? Like, I, I think that both sides can kind of understand where they're coming from. But from Brock Purdy and, and I'm Kyle Shanahan and – if you and I know how this game goes, Tyler, if the Chiefs are winning and they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's kind of going to come back down to that, right? Is Brock Purdy good enough? Should they have had Tom Brady? 
who's the next quarterback in line for them? Is he really going to be the one after they traded away Trey Lance and, and Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, you know, essentially gave him the keys to the Ferrari? Was that the right move? All these questions kind of open themselves up now because of these can of worms that were opened. And um, to me, that's a huge distraction, and it will be this week. Well, it certainly would have been a distraction for your boy, Tua, because, I mean, Tua is definitely not a quarterback the Miami Dolphins have have invested a lot in in the future since, he, you know, is injury prone and whatnot, and he's not a franchise quarterback. I don't know what you're, so. know what you're talking well, about. He played all season. He played every game this year, Tyler. Played every game this year. Your boy, your boy Justin Herbert didn't do that. For the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy J.H. didn't do that. Why are we talking about Justin Herbert right now? Joe Joe Burrow didn't play all year long. Why do we have to talk about Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow? I'm just saying, your boys, these are both your boys. Your Cincy boy and your L.A. boy, they they, they didn't play all year. But uh, my boy did. My boy did. You know, he's not injury prone. No, he's not. Okay. Tyler, you know, obviously the Super Bowl, like I mentioned, more than $2 million worth of bets are going to be coming in on this game, but we have to uh, at least go over a couple, right? We got to go over a couple here. How, um, how many billions are you contributing in that? Uh, zero, not at all. Not no. at all. I, I would not be betting during the Super Bowl. Um, I would like to play some bets, so I'm going to play some bets in my head, Tyler. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some prop bets for the game. We're not talking about the color of Gatorade they're going to be pouring or how long the national anthem is going to be or – how many times Taylor Swift is going to be shown during the game. Uh, you know, we're not doing any of those uh, prop bets here. We're going to go strictly for the game here. You heard Tyler already. He don't care about Tyler Swift at all. So we're going straight game bets here. Uh, Tyler, Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. 12 and a half rushing yards. So this has, um, you know, minus 135 odds. Fairly good odds here. And I would give you some uh, background here. Um, you know, uh, according to Bet MGM, our partner with USA Today Sports, 99% of the money was on this over when the line was at 11 and a half. So now it's at 12 and a half. Um, and Brock Purdy has an average of 17.2 rushing yards per game in five postseason starts. Taking the over on Brock Purdy running for more than 13 yards, man. No, I'm taking the over, but slightly. I think he, he'll get around maybe. 19 to 20. Oof. Yeah. Taking okay. over. What about you? I, you know what? This is a bet I would stay away from. This is a bet I would stay away from. If I want to win some money, I'm not putting it on quarterback rushing stats if he's not a running quarterback. He could go back to his regular season average. And as we know with the Super Bowl, this will be Brock Purdy's Super Bowl. He might be running for his life. So it would be a good bet. But I would stay away from it if I really wanted to make some money, man. Here's a bet I would take, though, Tyler. Isaiah Pacheco over 65 and a half rushing yards. Um, Pacheco was rushed for more than 68 yards or more in all but one of his six career postseason games. Um, and in the AFC Championship game against the Ravens, he had just 68 yards. Um, but for me, Tyler, I think this is a good bet. Uh, they're going to feed the rock. They're going to feed the rock to Pacheco. Let's not forget how they got to this point, And they're going to continue doing it. In my opinion, it's only Pacheco and Travis Kelsey on this team. Like, there's like you need to catch from somebody else every now and then, but you better ride those two guys all the way to the championship. I would even take Pacheco over 90 yards um, if I was betting on it. So, Tyler, what do you think? Pacheco over 67 and a half rushing yards. Would you take that bet? 
Yes, however, the 49ers defense concerns me, but I think Pacheco is going to be a huge part of Kansas City's game plan. They're going to try to establish the run. And so I have him getting 80-plus rushing yards on Sunday. And if he gets over 100, bank it. It's a Kansas City Chiefs win. <laughs> uh, here's a good one, uh, Tyler. Um, Christian McCaffrey over 85 and a half rushing yards. All right. So all season, Christian McCaffrey has averaged 91.2 rushing yards um, in a game, and he's rushed for over 90 in both playoff games this season. This feels like easy money, uh, but the bar is set right where the bar is 85 and a half yards rushing for Kish- Christian McCaffrey against Chiefs defense. Tyler, are you taking that bet? Uh, no. I think Ooh. Christian McCaffrey is going to get under that, but. He's going to make his most noise catching passes uh, from uh, Brock Purdy. I, I have him getting around that 85 mark, 90 receiving yards mark. We'll see. I wonder how many receptions McCaffrey's up for. That's something that we're going to have to look for really quick as I scroll through an app that would tell me that, which I don't use. I don't use it, by the way, Tyler. But Chris oh, McCaffrey, four and a half receptions. I'd take him over on that. I don't know about yeah, the rushing I'll, yards. I would take over on that as well. I would take McCaffrey over 100 yards total, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Uh, we got another. We got two Travis Kelsey bets, Tyler. Six and a half receptions. All right. Um, is he going to hit the over on that? So, BetMGM says that 99% of the money is on the over for this prop right now. He's averaged 6.2 receptions per game in the regular season, but has 23 in three games during the playoffs. Um, so that's 7.6 per game. And uh, he's just coming off an 11 catch outing against the Ravens in the AFC title game uh, a couple weeks ago. So Tyler, over six and a half receptions for Travis Kelsey. Are you banking that? Yeah, I have him getting around eight. So, yes. I would, I would too. He's definitely going to get probably close to 12 targets in this game, if not more. Um, and the other one is 70 and a half uh, receiving yards. Do you have Travis Kelsey going for? More than 70. Um, he's averaged 65.6 receiving yards per game in the regular season, which is the lowest of his career since 2015. But since the postseason began, he has more than 87 receiving yards per game. You're taking uh, 70 and a half for Travis Kelsey? I'm going under. I think he gets between 60 and 70. The, to me, and, and I, I said this in our um, – USA Today uh, question that's going to come out later this uh, week. So I'll kind of uh, blow, spoil it right here. But I think Travis Kelsey is, he's a matchup problem for a lot of teams, but the 49ers match up well against him because they have two linebackers that can cover him and Greenlaw. And you said that about Warner. last week about the Ravens, Tyler. You said that about the Ravens last week. Hey, hey, hey. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. So yeah, be- different. And then the Ravens covered Travis Kelsey mostly with safeties and cornerbacks, which was I, I get it, but it, it to me that wasn't the way to cover him. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of money out there. I can imagine a ton of bets will be on Travis Kelsey just because of Taylor Swift alone, um, and even so, plenty of promos out there. So. Make your bets wisely. <laughs> Make your bets wisely uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Tyler, 
we've been speaking about 40 minutes now. It's your favorite time of the podcast, and I know it's mine too. It's time to give our predictions for the game. Uh, so let's run it back, guys. The San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs are meeting in the Super Bowl on Sunday. It's going to be an incredible matchup, man. Uh, a rematch from a couple years ago in Miami. Uh, the over on this game is 47.5 points, um, and the spread is 2.5 points with the uh, – Excuse me, the, the spread opened at two and a half points, but now it's at one and a half with uh, the Chiefs, uh, with the 49ers, excuse me, as as the favorite. Did not expect that. 49ers are a favorite in this matchup. Um, ESPN's, ESPN gives the 49ers a 60% chance to win over the Chiefs here, Tyler. Um, and I say all that to ask you, Tyler, what's the score and who's going to win this one, man? I picked the Chiefs 23 to 20 earlier in the week, and I'm not uh, stick getting off my pick. I still think Kansas City wins. It's going to be a close game, but Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Andy Reid, that combination right there is going to be tough to beat. I'm going to have to agree with you, Tyler. I'm going with the Chiefs as well, too. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> I don't think the 49ers, for me, this is this is really simple. Brock Purdy or Kyle Shanahan, one of those guys is going to mess up. I said it a couple times already in the playoffs. They haven't messed up yet. I thought they were going to mess up in the first half against the Lions in the NFC uh, title game a couple weeks ago. Sure enough, they responded. And my boy Dan Campbell didn't really have that dog in him like I thought he did. But I will say this. Chiefs 30, 49ers 26. I'm going high scoring. Um, and that's probably not going to happen either. So I would probably rotate a little bit on the points. That was an early, early prediction there. Um, but for me, I think you got to give it to Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, they're going to need another two touchdown connection. I think Pacheco is going to have to score at least one, if not two, in this game. Um, you know, whoever's going to get to the red zone, they better cash in um, because it's going to be uh, a really, really limited game for points, in my opinion. Um, there was a one bet that I really liked, Tyler. I don't know if you agree with it or not. Uh, at least one quarter in this game is going to be scoreless. Do you think that's going to happen? At least one what? Quarter in this game will be scoreless. Uh, Both teams, no yeah. points. Yes. I think it's going to happen in the third quarter. Ooh, a scoreless third quarter would be crazy coming out of halftime. And, and not too far off because of the fact that the halftime show is going to be uh, long and taking up a lot of time too. But um, mm-hmm. when you look at this game, the Chiefs were scoreless in the second half last week against um, the Ravens. And the 49ers were scoreless pretty much in the first half against the uh, Lions. Um, so both these teams, they they could stink it up at some point in this game. And my opinion is going to be who's going to come out on top. And I think uh, – Man, the 49ers are going to be a little bit more scary. I might be changing my pick as we do this podcast if we keep talking. Ooh, change your pick, stop it. Nah, Come on, we got, we got to do separate. We got to do separate teams. Go ahead and change your pick. No, you go ahead and change your pick. You're, you're the West Coast guy. Go ahead and change you, your pick. You think Tyler. the Bay's better than LA, so you should change your pick, Tyler. That's that's uh, fake news. Alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. Uh, Tyler and I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, And we'll check you guys out next week after the Super Bowl. We'll see who's going to be victorious in this one. Thanks for listening.